This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. And welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Day Radio. My name is Miriam Marston, and I'm so glad you're tuning in as we continue to explore the church's mission of evangelization, which is not, by the way, just an optional or supplementary part of the Christian life, but rather makes up the very identity of the church and why she exists. As Pope Paul VI stated, the church exists in order to evangelize. That is to say, in order to preach and teach, to be the channel of the gift of grace, to reconcile sinners with God, and to perpetuate Christ's sacrifice in the Mass, which is the memorial of His death and glorious resurrection. So it really is amazing that God asks each of us to be a part of this remarkable mission. As members of the church, we can serve as instruments of His grace in the world. We can be those agents of mercy and help sinners be reconciled with God. We can participate in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And as my guest, Lexi Torres, reminds us in this interview, Jesus uses everything, the good days and the bad days, and He has a plan that is greater than our own. Lexi serves as the coordinator for young adult and campus evangelization for the Archdiocese of Portland, and I was inspired by her own journey to ministry and how it all started within the family and how her faith really just grew from there, step by step, year by year, as she allowed God's plan for her life to take shape in its own time and in the places that He wanted her to be. At one point, you'll hear Lexi say that she didn't know what would be in store when she said yes. And well, isn't that the truth? So often we feel led by God, but we can only see one step at a time. And so when we say yes to where the Lord's leading us, we really can't predict all that we're saying yes to. But we know that God is love and He's good and He wants the best for us and desires to work through us too. So as tough as it is not to see the whole road ahead, we have lots of reasons to turn to God in a spirit of trust. And of course, we're not walking that road alone. You know, we use this mysterious and wonderful expression to describe the church. We refer to her as the body of Christ. Every baptized person is a member of this body. So maybe you are a leg or an arm in this body. Maybe you're an ear or a toe. I'm not really sure. But I do know that the body of Christ would be different, would look different without you. And I'm glad you're a part of it. And if you're wondering what the mission of evangelization looks like for you right here and right now, I'd say that at the very least, you can step into that mission of Christian encouragement within the community you find yourself in, just doing your part to strengthen the bonds within the body of Christ 
Knowing, of course, that the Holy Trinity is the source of this body, and and that part is not up to us, but we do have the ability to either cooperate or resist the grace of God which moves through the church, and therefore we can weaken or strengthen the bonds between us. So please enjoy my conversation with Lexi, and I'll be back with a brief reflection on the other side of the interview. I'm joined today by Lexi Torres, who serves as the coordinator for young adults and campus evangelization for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Lexi, it's great to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to chatting with you this morning. Oh, I I can't wait to hear more about how you're settling into the role and just the vision of um, evangelization and all that you're doing. But Lexi, I'd love to hear more about you. So could you share with us how Christ was shared with you? Um, mm. What did some of that journey look like? Maybe some of the twists and turns along the way? Mm. Yes, definitely. It's been so beautiful to see the Lord at work in my life. And I have my parents to thank for that, for raising me Catholic and sending me to Catholic school my whole life, uh, taking me to mass, bringing me to the sacraments and raising my two brothers and I um, all in the faith. And that prayer and the sacraments were really at the center of our family. And in times of struggle and times of heartache, my parents always taught us to pray, to look to the Lord, especially when we saw things go not as we planned, you know, especially when things went astray to be reminded that the Lord has a plan that is greater than my own and way more beautiful. So that was always um, what drew me closer to Christ, just knowing that, Lord, sometimes things go astray, there's suffering, there's hardship, but you use everything and you work in that. I really have my parents to thank for that, for that gift of my faith and my Catholic education. That's beautiful. Lexi, and, and where did you grow up? So I'm a California girl. So I grew up in the sunshine of Orange County, California, but continued my Catholic education in college at Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington. So I left the sunshine for some clouds, some rain and some snow, but I fell in love with the life up here and I stayed. So now I live in Oregon, as we now know, (laughs) working for the Archdiocese. Oh, that's great. Lexi, we're very grateful to have you. Um, So it, it sounds like faith was something that was in the air, in the environment growing up, and that's wonderful. Um, but even that won't guarantee that someone works for the church, for instance, mm-hmm. or kind of takes those next steps to have such a sense of of just ownership and, and, and it kind of settling in so deep that we feel inspired to turn and serve the church. So I'm wondering, uh, is the faith something you studied? Where Where did it go kind of as you became a young adult? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I attended a Catholic high school and I started to become involved with our campus ministry, leading retreats. And then I even picked up a campus ministry aid position where I helped out in the office as one of my classes. And I just fell in love with the ministry and working with with students and seeing how retreats are put on. And I already had a heart for my faith. I already knew that I loved my Catholic faith and I loved planning parties and event planning and all of that. And I was like, wow, like working in ministry allows me to plan things and use those skills, but also do what I love to do, which is share my faith, share my love for the Lord. So that 
took root in high school. Love so it. I knew I wanted to go to a Catholic college, so I could grow in my Catholic faith, but also study my faith even more because I just loved learning more about the beauty and the tradition of our faith and just the symbolism behind everything and just knowing how intentional that the Lord is. So I minored in religious studies at Gonzaga and continued to be involved with ministry um, in college as well, helping on the leadership team there. So it just kept growing and growing. And I just started to see that Basically, my entire life, any spare time I had was going back to ministry and going back to working for the church. So I knew post-college that I wanted to do that even more. All right. So what kind of opportunities did you discover post-college, Lexi? Yeah, I was very grateful that while I was a student at Gonzaga, I found myself desiring even more for my faith. So I ended up going on YouTube and looking for college Catholic talks as a freshman. And that's how I discovered Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So that was something that I kind of learned about through the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yay for YouTube sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes YouTube has good resources and watching talks that were given at focus conferences. So that got me kind of connected with them. And once I learned about focus missionaries, I was like, wow, that's everything I'm already trying to do on my college campus right now, but I could do it as a job after I graduate. Like yeah. that's perfect. So I spent two years after college serving as a focus missionary. So focus, like I said, is a fellowship of Catholic university students. So if you're not familiar with them, what they do is send recent college grads back to college campuses to evangelize and serve as missionaries there. So I was fortunate to be sent to the University of Oregon, which is what got me to Oregon. The Lord found a way to get me here. And it was through focus that got me here. That's wonderful. So when did you do those two years, Lexi? Again, the Lord, he's a, he's funny. And he, I said yes to focus in 2019, yeah. but officially started in the middle of COVID of 2020. So awesome. yeah, I had no idea when I said yes, what that meant and what would be in yeah. store in the coming months, but finished my senior year at Gonzaga online and then started with focus in May of 2020 and served with them until this past July. So July of 2022. So spent wow. two years with them that were just filled with so much beauty, but also suffering, but seeing yeah. how much the Lord uses everything and worked in the in the suffering and the hardship and just how much also in the midst of COVID, like how much joy and beauty was happening around us on a college campus, I think, and in Oregon, like of all things, like just so much was happening that I am grateful for that time. Yeah. You know, we could spend, I think, a, a few episodes, Lexi, just <laughs> talking about focus. But I'm curious if you could sort of put in a nutshell, because uh, focus has borne a lot of fruit. And I, I'm just wondering from your vantage point, what's mm-hmm. the secret sauce there? What <laughs> what really, um, and I, I hate to use the word successful when it comes mm-hmm. to evangelization, but it's clear that something's going right. So could you mm-hmm. share like what what works in focus? Yeah, I think what works for focus and what I've seen as a college student, also as a missionary, is how much it's truly rooted in Christ and imitating Him. So, you know, we go to daily mass every day as missionaries. We're praying a holy hour every day. We're praying the rosary every day. It's just so immersed in prayer that you just can't help but overflow with the love of Christ and His joy and want to go out and share that. And that is, I mean, for me, when I met 
missionaries as a college student and I didn't have focused missionaries on my campus. So the first time I met them, I just remember being like, these people are different, but like in a really beautiful way. And I think that that's what makes it successful is rooting our missionaries and our students in prayer and the sacraments and then letting everything else flow from that. And that's really when you, any ministry, when I look at ministries that I admire and people I admire, they're people who are rooted in their identity as beloved sons and daughters of God and rooted in prayer and rooted in the sacraments. So I think really the secret sauce is something that everyone can replicate. It's spending time with the Lord. Maybe you can't go to mass every day, but as often as you can, spending time with him in prayer, praying the rosary, all those things are easy to replicate. Um, And that's really what I think has given them the ability to grow in the last 25 years as they have. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, I am speaking with Lexi Torres, who serves as the coordinator for young adults and campus evangelization for the Archdiocese of Portland. Mm-hmm. So um, fill us in uh, with in the landscape of campus ministry and evangelization and also what you're doing with young adults in the Archdiocese. Yeah, I was very grateful when my time with Focus was coming to a close. This opportunity came up because I knew my heart was still in campus ministry and I knew my heart was still in young adult ministry. And especially spending time two years at U of O, just seeing how much our students were desiring to know Christ, desiring to grow in the tradition of the church. And I see that in my role across the Archdiocese now working with a number of campuses and working with our campus ministers and our chaplains, there's just so much life in the church and so much yearning. There's just, I think in our world right now where everything is constantly shifting. And I see this as well with young adults in a culture where it's hard to define something or the truth seems so changeable. Um, Mm -hmm. It's beautiful that we can look to our faith, look to our Catholic identity and know that it doesn't change, that Christ is the same (laughs) and that he is a person who's alive with us right now. And I think that students are really desiring that. So my work right now for the Archdiocese is really listening to the needs of our, our students, of our young people, and giving them the resources that we need to empower them to grow in their faith and to share their faith. So really looking at our Catholic students right now across the Archdiocese and looking at their needs. Yeah. And so are, are you going out and actually meeting with folks or facilitating events? I know at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you loved to plan events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm certain that's a certain kind of charism in the church for sure. Um, so do you hope to facilitate encounters or do you go out to schools, for instance? What does that look like? Yeah, it looks like a mixture of all those things. It looks like going out to campuses, trying to get to know some of the student leaders, meeting with chaplains, meeting with campus ministers, hearing about what are the struggles they might be facing on their campus? What are some of those joys and success stories? And really getting out there as well as just trying to give our campus ministers and our chaplains the resources they need to be equipped to go out on mission because they know their students in a way that I probably don't because I don't get to spend every single day with them. And so giving them what they need to be empowered to share the gospel with their community and their specific needs. So it looks yeah. like a little bit of a mixture of both, hoping to maybe do some more greater college events for the Archdiocese. There is uh, the Go Fish Retreat this this spring that will be happening, which is a great opportunity for college students to attend um, in Newport. So it's on the coast. But yeah, try, trying to really remind college students that you're if you feel alone on your campus, like 
there are other students for you on your campus, but even beyond that, throughout Oregon, there are other college students seeking to know the Lord who want to grow with you. Yeah, and just trying to work to connect them to mm-hmm. each other. Um, and it's interesting, I, you know, I've talked about it before on this show, how uh, in some ways we're more connected than ever, but mm-hmm. there seems to be more disconnect. I'm trying to to bridge that gap a little bit. I don't know if that's something that you've noticed mm-hmm. among young adults. Definitely. When I came into this role, my greatest desire coming in was how can I build connection? How can I help build community? Because mm-hmm. I was coming from Eugene, but I wasn't really familiar with what's happening up in the Portland area. Right. And I quickly came to realize there were so many great things happening for young adults in the Portland area and the suburbs of Portland. There's so many great things happening, Eugene and Springfield and Sale, like all across the Archdiocese. There's beautiful, great things happening, but yeah, also a lot of disconnect. So I've really been working on trying to build that community and build that communication to remind young adults that we all belong to the greater church. Like you might, like you belong to your parish, but also there are young adults across this archdiocese that you might not know who are involved at other parishes. So just trying to really um, build community through advertising all the different things that are happening Because, yeah, there's a lot of great connection happening, but like you said, also some disconnect. So how can we hopefully try to get rid of that disconnect and build that connection even more? Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, maybe young adults who are listening in and uh, maybe they find themselves in the the Portland metro area, for instance. Mm -hmm. What might you tell them if they're kind of looking for Catholic community, looking to... Yeah, connect with others and grow in their faith alongside um, fellow disciples of Christ, Mm -hmm. knowing that everyone's at a different point in their faith Mm -hmm. journey. How might you direct them? Mm -hmm. The first thing I would tell them is to check out our Instagram, because this is not like shameless plug moment, but also this is how we (laughs) get out there and learn about these great events is the Instagram that I created, Rose City Catholic, which is also kind of the young adult Catholic community I, uh, the Archdiocese has been working to build here. And the goal is to yeah share what's happening and help young adults get connected. So if you follow Rose City Catholic PDX, you'll learn about things happening at Holy Rosary mm-hmm. in Portland here. You'll learn about things happening at St. Cecilia or at Holy Trinity or St. Michael's or Ascension, just to name like a couple of the churches. There's even more doing great things here. And it's great because maybe maybe you live close to Christ the King, but you see an event happening at Holy Rosary that you want to attend. And I think my thing I would encourage young adults is don't get too caught up in, well, I live here, so I can't attend a young adult event that's happening somewhere else in Portland, or I go to Sunday mass at this church, so I can't attend an event at that church. No, like young adult community, because it is it is small usually at parishes. You might yeah. just find a handful here and there. We have to come together. And so when you see events happening at other parishes, that spark interest in you, get a group of friends together and go invite someone that you might think might be interested. Or also I would just tell them as well, like just get involved at your own parish. Like, and that can be as simple as you showing up to Sunday mass, to daily mass, to going to adoration. I think there's a huge testimony of just showing up to the faith um, as a young person. I think that gives a lot of hope to the rest of the church to see that. And I think as other young people see other young people at mass or events, 
um, not to be afraid to just say hello, because we're all we're all striving for the same thing. We're all striving for holiness. And we can't do that together unless we reach out. And we have to be okay with being a little uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Um, are there opportunities for like works of mercy or service uh, mm-hmm. in the young adult community that you're aware of? Yeah, one of the great ones that I'm aware of is at St. Michael the Archangel in downtown Portland, right next to Portland State University. They put on what they call Mercy Nights as well as Lunch Under the Bridge. So I believe it's every Thursday and Friday. You can join them at about 12 o'clock, 1230. Uh, It's under the Hawthorne Bridge, usually in Portland. And they usually have food and snacks that they share with our friends on the streets. And that's a great opportunity during your lunchtime break. If you work in the city or around there to just get out there for half hour, an hour, as long as you can stay mm-hmm. and just get to chat with our friends and get to know them better. Yeah. Um, as well as they do the mercy nights, which happen, I believe it's every other Thursday. Okay. And you can check out the St. Michael's website as well. If you want to know more about their mercy nights and the mercy missionaries who are young adults who are spearheading this and they go out and give soup to our friends on the streets and just get to hear their stories, get to know them, just yeah. rem- be reminded that these are people who are worthy of dignity and respect and just mm. chatting with them. Um, yeah. So I know that's something for me that I've been able to participate in, and that's been very life-giving um, as well. So that's one I know of okay. that comes to mind, as well as other opportunities that I, as I hear about them, I try to share on the Instagram or on the Young Adult website through the Archdiocese. That's great to know. So I hope our listeners will go and check out those resources and platforms as well. Lexi, as you uh, sort of dive more deeply into this role, do you find yourself turning to any patron saints or any prayers in particular in this season? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, Our Lady of Sorrows found her way into my life when I became a missionary. And it's been beautiful to see that could be its own podcast, just talking about how much I love her and what she's done in my life. But I definitely turned to her a lot and continue to, because I think in young adult, in life in general, like there is a lot of suffering and transition and things that go on, but that's not a negative. <laughs> like, you know, it's actually really beautiful. And that's how the Lord helps conform our hearts more to his. And so a lot of the times I'm, I'm turning to our lady to look to also um, St. Joseph, the Holy family, just in general. Yeah. I love the Holy family um, and just looking to them and their virtue and the sacrifices that, that Mary and Joseph made to raise Jesus and to be reminded that they were a family, just a normal family as well. So those are some big ones as well as just, for myself and my own personal life and young adult ministry world too, just praying a lot with weakness and the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that in our world right now, it's easy to become very prideful and very self-reliant. And there's a lot of, especially I think in young adult world, as you're trying to begin your career and trying to advance your future, a lot of like, do it yourself. You can do it. Just work harder, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it really, for me, just goes back to, Wow, I'm very little. And that's St. Therese, who's also my homegirl. I love St. Therese of Lisieux. But just going back to my my smallness and my need to depend entirely on the Lord mm-hmm. um, and being reminded of, I, I just go back to over and over again of, okay, Lord, what is your will? Like, yeah. your will be done. What do you desire for this community? Not what do I want to do? What What's my goal? It's like, no, Lord, what's your, your goal for this church, for the young adults in this area? And being reminded if I'm starting to feel like 
I'm relying too much on myself, then okay, I need to like take a step back and look to the Lord for what does he want um, and what does he desire? Oh, that's really good advice. Um, Lexi, we've got a, a few minutes left and I, I love to ask my guests just to leave us with a note of hope and encouragement for our listeners. Yeah, my my note of encouragement would just be to turn to the Lord in, in all things, especially in your suffering and in your weakness and in the moments where it's uncomfortable and to be reminded as you're striving for holiness right now that it's hard and that it's uncomfortable and to not be afraid of that. And that when you are starting to experience that discomfort to actually like rejoice and like, wow, Lord, you're trying to make me like you. Like you're trying to conform my heart more to yours in the suffering and the hardness and to not be afraid of that. I think sometimes we think that holiness means that it's all easy peasy. Like it's just sunshine, rainbows, joy all the time. But it there's this underlying peace that the Lord always has with us. But sometimes that can still be a little uncomfortable and difficult. So not to be afraid of that and to really just cling to the cross and know that if you're clinging to him and you're always running to Christ, like even in the midst of discomfort and things that are difficult and hard, he will get you through. And he is there to bring you out of it and to walk alongside you and accompany you in it, as well as our blessed mother. Like if you're experiencing something, you just don't know how to handle she understands our heart and she wants to comfort us in that as well. Oh, Lexi, thank you for that. That's a wonderful note to end on. And and also I just think of how important it is to remember that we're not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. That we are members of the body of Christ and mm-hmm. that even in those moments of challenge and distress and pain, mm-hmm. even um, that yes, run to Christ and we can also run to each other yeah. <laughs> um, and find that, that deep connection in those bonds mm-hmm. of, uh, of the spiritual and, mm-hmm. and the faith community too. Lexi, yeah. thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your yes to following how the Lord has guided you to Oregon. So I'm so grateful that you're here and may God continue to bless you and your wonderful ministry. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam, and thank you for all that you're doing. When Lexi encountered the Focus missionaries, her first thought was that these people are different, but in a really beautiful way. And I thought that was a wonderful summary of what it means to be an evangelizer, a proclaimer of the good news. Those men and women who are joyfully living out their faith and serving as examples of that unshakable presence of Jesus Christ in the world. Lexi mentioned that for young adults in particular, the world can feel like it's constantly shifting and that the truth seems so changeable. So imagine the impact and the significance of the Christian witness, which stands apart in its steadiness and serenity and in its courage to cling to the cross instead of running from sorrow or suffering. My mind turned to a passage in the letter to the Hebrews where it's written, Thus we may say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. 
I feel like those could be some very helpful words of wisdom, especially for young people who honestly are given so many reasons to fear and to distrust. Um, So these are people who need to know that Jesus is there, guiding, consoling, teaching, and above all, saving us through his life, death, and resurrection. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to share stories of how the Holy Spirit is at work in our world today. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Matraday Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.